1: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to
2: 500-500. Tonight, the fallout over a White House aide's explosive January 6 testimony. Could former President Donald Trump face criminal charges? The possible new legal jeopardy for Donald Trump and his inner circle. The concerns tonight about possible witness tampering. R. Kelly sentenced to 30 years in prison in a sex trafficking case. Charges he denied in that bombshell interview with Gail King. Robert. We speak to a survivor victimized by the disgraced R&B star. Still performing abortions. The uncertainty tonight in states with trigger laws, the clinic seeing a surge in calls, trying to get in as many patients before the bans take effect. U.S. beefing up its military presence in Europe. Our CBS News investigation, crime without punishment, unsolved murder in America. why cases are going unsolved at record numbers. Tonight's other top headlines, stepping up testing for monkeypox in America. A terrifying moment at Yellowstone where a man and his son got attacked by a wild bison. And celebrating Pride Month, with a female baseball star going public with her own personal truth at the age of 95.
3: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell.
2: GOOD EVENING AND THANK YOU FOR JOINING US ON THIS WEDNESDAY NIGHT. THERE ARE A NUMBER OF NEW QUESTIONS TONIGHT AFTER THAT JAW-DROPPING TESTIMONY FROM CASSIDY HUTCHINSON, THE CLOSE aide TO THEN WHITE HOUSE CHIEF OF STAFF MARK MEADOWS. SOME OF THE REVELATIONS COULD LAND MEMBERS OF THE TRUMP INNER CIRCLE AND THE FORMER PRESIDENT HIMSELF IN LEGAL JEOPARDY. THAT INCLUDES HUTCHINSON'S FIRSTHAND ACCOUNT OF THE FORMER PRESIDENT ENCOURAGING HIS SUPPORTERS TO MARCH TO THE CAPITOL EVEN AFTER HE WAS TOLD THAT MANY OF THEM HAD WEAPONS. WITH THESE DEVELOPMENTS, EYES ARE ON THE JUSTICE DEPARTMENT FOR POSSIBLE CRIMINAL CHARGES. HUTCHINSON'S TESTIMONY WAS BREATHTAKING IN SCOPE AND DEVASTATING IN DETAILS, INCLUDING THAT PRESIDENTIAL LIMO ASSAULT THAT SHE DESCRIBED. AND TONIGHT, WE'RE HEARING FROM THE SECRET SERVICE ABOUT THAT. CBS'S SCOTT McFARLAND IS GOING TO START US OFF FROM THE CAPITOL. GOOD EVENING, SCOTT.
4: And Nora, THAT BLOCKBUSTER TESTIMONY ABOUT FORMER PRESIDENT TRUMP'S ACTIONS AND INACTION ON JANUARY 6TH IS RAISING A NEW QUESTION about his exposure to possible criminal charges. The stunning revelations from former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson have put the former president in greater legal jeopardy, according to panel member Uh, Jamie Raskin.
5: I want justice to be done um, and I do believe in individual criminal accountability. Of <laughs> note to the committee,
4: the striking accusation, Trump knew some of the crowd in D.C. were armed and likely headed toward an outnumbered police force at the Capitol.
6: I overheard the president say something to the effect
3: of,
0: you know, I, I don't effing care that they have weapons. They're not here to hurt me.
6: Take the effing mags away. Let my people in. They can march to the Capitol from here.
4: The potential charges, according to legal experts, obstructing an official proceeding, the certification of the election, and incitement of a riot. The president encouraging the crowd to march to the Capitol.
0: We're going to walk down and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down to the
1: Capitol.
4: Former federal prosecutor Scott Frederickson said Hutchinson's testimony was a game changer and could prompt the Justice Department to act. I think that hearing uh, and testimony by Cassidy Hutchinson yesterday uh, was a Watergate moment. I think it moved this case farther forward to a potential indictment of the president. I think people are wondering, how do you not charge a case, given what we now know? There's new pushback about one part of Hutchinson's account, in which she testified White House colleague Tony Ornato told her of an incident in the presidential limo, in which Trump tried to grab the wheel and then lunged at Secret Service agent Bobby Engel when his demand to go to the Capitol January 6th was denied.
3: The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president, take me up to the Capitol now.
4: A source close to the Secret Service denied that account, but offered no explanation. Hutchinson's lawyer tonight said she stands by all of the testimony she provided yesterday.
5: Ms. Hutchinson testified under oath in front of millions of people. All we've heard is some anonymously sourced uh, reports that somebody disagrees with that.
4: SOME WITNESSES TOLD THE COMMITTEE THEY FELT PRESSURED BY TRUMP ALLIES AHEAD OF THEIR TESTIMONY TO REMAIN LOYAL TO THE FORMER PRESIDENT. CONGRESSMAN RASKIN SAYS THAT AMOUNTS TO WITNESS TAMPERING WHICH, IF PROVEN, COULD LEAD TO A CHARGE OF OBSTRUCTION OF JUSTICE. Nora,
2: I THINK WE'LL HEAR MORE ABOUT THAT. SCOTT McFARLAND, THANK YOU. FORMER R&B SUPERSTAR AND CONVICTED SEX PREDATOR R KELLY IS LIKELY TO SPEND MUCH OF THE REST OF HIS LIFE IN PRISON AFTER A JUDGE HANDED DOWN A 30-YEAR PRISON SENTENCE TODAY. As CBS's Jerika Duncan reports, it was an emotional day at the courthouse in Brooklyn.
6: R. Kelly showed no emotion after federal judge Ann Donley effectively put the 55-year-old behind bars until he's 85. R. Kelly is
5: a predator, and as a result of our prosecution, He'll serve a long jail
6: sentence. Kelly opted not to address the court after seven victims detailed how he ruined their lives. Seated at the defense table, he never made eye contact with any of them. The Grammy award-winning artist was convicted last year for leading an illegal enterprise to recruit women, underage girls, and boys for sex. But in handing down her sentence, the judge said this case was not about sex. Rather, it was about violence, cruelty, and control. I believe I can fly. Kelly's relationship with underage girls has been questioned for decades. He married the late singer Aaliyah in 1994 using false documents when she was 15. And in 2008, he was acquitted on child pornography charges. But in 2019, there were new allegations of sexual abuse that surfaced after Lifetime released the documentary *Surviving R. Kelly*. Weeks later, police arrested Kelly. In an exclusive interview with Gail King, he forcefully denied the accusations. Robert.
5: I didn't do this stuff. This is not me. I you out 30 years.
6: I'm out. Robert, we sat down with Javante Cunningham, who met Kelly
7: when she was so 14. Point, for someone to finally hear the silent cries, and for the judicial system to now show up and show out. I'm overwhelmed. A
6: total of eight people today directly addressed R. Kelly, including the father of one victim who said his family chose to walk in love and forgiveness. As for Kelly's legal team, they plan to appeal.
2: Nora. Jerika Duncan, thank you. And we want to turn now to the fight over abortion rights, which is far from over. Ohio today became the latest state to face a legal challenge to its ban. And now in some states like Texas, with so-called trigger laws, the question is whether women will face prosecution if they seek an abortion. CBS's Omar Villafranca reports.
3: Protesters prayed outside of a Planned Parenthood clinic today in Broward County, Florida. On Friday, the state's 15-week ban on abortion is set to go into effect, but several groups are challenging the new law.
6: Abortion in Florida is legal right now. Um, In fact, the health centers uh, with Planned Parenthood are really busy.
3: Last week's Supreme Court ruling leaves a patchwork of state laws that has created confusion on where women can go for an abortion, and many are going to Florida.
6: If you look at the map, I mean, that Florida really is the last um, oasis of health care, of access to reproductive health care in the South and abortion.
3: Several states had trigger laws in place in case Roe was overturned. And many have now effectively banned abortion or severely restricted them. In three states, some providers have stopped offering abortion care due to uncertainty. Another battle on the abortion front, enforcement. In Austin, Texas, Travis County District Attorney Jose Garza says he thinks law enforcement can use discretion
0: in prosecuting. My number one job is to keep our community safe and not prosecuting women, families who seek abortion care, not prosecuting doctors and medical staff who provide abortion care. But
3: in Wisconsin, where there is a legal fight over an 1849 law that criminalizes abortion, Sheboygan County DA Joel Ermanski says His job is clear.
4: I'm not going to try and go out there and be some activist prosecutor. My job is to enforce
3: the law as it's written. This clinic here in San Antonio is able to resume abortions within the first six weeks of pregnancy. State of Texas also started a new website today that gives information on abortion alternatives and adoption. Nora.
2: Omar Franca, thank you. WE TURN OVERSEAS NOW. NATO OFFICIALLY INVITED FINLAND AND SWEDEN TO JOIN THE ALLIANCE. AND IN ANOTHER MAJOR ANNOUNCEMENT, PRESIDENT BIDEN SAYS THE U.S. WILL INCREASE ITS MILITARY PRESENCE IN EUROPE INCLUDING A PERMANENT U.S. BASE IN POLAND TO ACT AS A DETERRENT TO RUSSIAN AGGRESSION. CBS'S NANCY Cordis IS TRAVELING WITH THE PRESIDENT.
8: I THINK IT'S A HISTORY-MAKING SUMMER. A NEW SHOW OF FORCE FROM PRESIDENT BIDEN AND OTHER NATO LEADERS AS THE WAR IN UKRAINE MOVES INTO ITS FIFTH MONTH. The president announcing today that he's deploying more military might to nine European countries, including two new Navy destroyers to Spain, two F-35 squadrons to the UK, and an additional combat brigade to Romania. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. We want to make sure that we send a very clear message to Mr. Putin that, as President Biden has said, we're going to defend every inch of NATO territory. Russia threatened to respond with compensatory measures, warning, we have the capabilities and resources. Speaking remotely, Ukraine's president warned the leaders gathered here that even with foreign aid, he is still vastly outgunned.
7: Ukrainian armed forces are struggling.
8: Igor Zhuvka also- is President Zelensky's deputy chief of staff. He traveled here so- to Madrid because his boss oh, yeah. can't. What kind of weaponry is Ukraine seeking that you aren't getting now?
6: Well, we are getting uh, almost all the pieces of weapon we want, but not in the enough quantity.
8: The leaders here say they're bracing for a long-term conflict. Boris Johnson, the embattled U.K. prime minister, called the invasion a prime example of toxic masculinity.
0: If Putin was a woman, which he obviously isn't, but uh, if he were, I really don't think he would have embarked on a crazy, macho war of of invasion uh, and violence in the way
5: that he has.
8: One solution, he said, is to elect more women. But, Nora, of the 30 heads of state attending this NATO summit in Madrid, 26 of them are men.
2: Nice to see that the men agree there needs to be more women in power. Nancy Cordes in Madrid, thank you. Well, tonight, the Biden administration is speeding up testing for monkeypox and rushing 56,000 vaccine doses to areas where the virus is spreading the most quickly. There are more than 300 confirmed cases here in the U.S., and most of those infections occurred just this month. We're joined now by infectious disease Dr. Celine Gounder. She's also editor-at-large at at Kaiser Health News. Dr. Gounder, so good to have you. So with these monkeypox
7: cases on the rise, are we doing enough to combat this disease? Nora, we haven't moved nearly fast enough. We have known about monkeypox cases in the United States since May, and we should have ramped up education and access to testing a few weeks ago. Once we saw that monkeypox was spreading here in the U.S. We should have deployed vaccines from our strategic national stockpile more quickly and broadly, not just for close contacts, but for others known to be at high risk for monkeypox. So on that point, who is considered high risk? Currently, monkeypox is spreading among men who have sex with men, including gay men and bisexual men, as well as trans women. But it's important to understand that monkeypox is not just sexually transmitted, and it doesn't just affect gay men. It can also be transmitted through direct contact with lesions on the skin, mouth, or private parts, as well as through respiratory droplets or sprays, and direct contact with contaminated objects, such as bedsheets and towels. I'm really concerned about the spread of monkeypox to immunocompromised persons and pregnant women. It can cause miscarriages and it can be fatal to pregnant women, newborns, as well as immunocompromised persons.
2: That's an important warning. Dr. Sleem Gounder, thank you so much. Now to our new investigative series, Crime Without Punishment, Unsolved Murder in America. CBS News is taking a look at the disturbing rise of these homicides where today there is about a 50-50 chance a killer will not be arrested. We also found a stunning gap in the arrest rate for cases with white victims versus black or Latino victims. CBS News Chief Investigative Correspondent Jim Axelrod reports from Philadelphia.
5: This is going to happen pretty fast once they get out. We'll jump out. Detectives from Philadelphia's homicide unit, along with a SWAT team, are raiding a house where they believe a murder suspect is holed up. On this morning, the raid is successful. Yeah, we have uh, two suspects in custody. But these detectives spend each day confronting a troubling question. Why do so many murders now go unsolved? for us it's the volume 562 homicides were committed in philadelphia last year that's about 11 each week more than half of those cases are still open it's yeah. the number of murders and we just keep going and going and going it's just the volume just comes in and it just crushes you in the 1960s police solved eight out of every 10 murder cases in america today it's barely one in two
1: It has never been this bad. During the last seven months of 2020, most murders went unsolved, and that's never happened before in America.
5: What Chiefs Nationwide told us hinders murder investigations most, the breakdown between police and communities of color in a post-George Floyd world. Our investigative data team analyzed unsolved murders across the country, The rate of arrests over the last 30 years when the victim is white has risen above 85%. Watch how the rate declines when the victim is Hispanic. And even fewer arrests are made when the victim is black. The disparity is stunning.
6: It is stunning. It's not just here. It's not just here.
5: Danielle Outlaw is the commissioner of the Philadelphia Police Department. She says police need the community's help, but knows it must be earned. Are black murders pursued as aggressively? Yes. As urgently? Yes. With the same amount of manpower? Yes.
6: yes. Again, it's so across... So then why do you we end up with this kind of disparity? I think it's obvious. I'm a black woman. What we need is a collaborative effort in solving these cases. Sometimes it sounds like
5: what's implicit is that the community of color needs to trust the police more.
6: No. Not at all. We're talking about, historically, Issues, systemic inequities that contribute to the mistrust. It has to be a two-way street.
5: Jim Axelrod, CBS News, Philadelphia.
2: Jim Axelrod's investigative series continues tomorrow night with mothers who have taken it upon themselves to investigate the murders of loved ones.
6: At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car.
2: In Northern California, at least four structures have burned, and hundreds more near the Yuba River are being threatened by a fast-moving wildfire. Families were sent scrambling from their homes today. Officials at Yellowstone National Park are investigating a terrifying incident where a man and his son got tossed by a wild bison. Officials say they got too close to a male bison on Monday and it charged at them. Video shows the man grabbing the boy before he was gored and flung into the air. The man was treated for injuries. Tourists are warned the obvious, which is to keep at least 75 feet away from the bison. As we celebrate Pride Month, we have the story of an amazing woman who once helped save America's pastime. Now she's telling her story, which includes a secret that was decades in the making. Here's CBS's Chris Van Cleve.
5: There's no crying
3: in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. 30 years ago this weekend, a league of their own premiered at the box office. It was a hit. Inspired by the 1940s All-American Girls Professional Baseball League and players like Maybelle Blair.
8: If it hadn't been for the war, we would have never had our dream. When you were
3: playing boys teams back in the the 40s, you
8: guys won. Well, sure. Some of them, yeah.
3: Amazon is now revisiting their story and exploring subjects not talked about in the 1992 film or in the 1940s.
8: There was queer girls uh, that were playing baseball. And we had to hide it.
3: Blair was so moved at the show's premiere, she publicly came out at 95.
8: I think it's a great opportunity for these young girl ballplayers to come realize that they're not alone. And you don't have to hide. I hid for 75, 85 years, and
2: this is actually basically the first time I've ever come out.
3: That moment went viral now truly in a league of her own. As long as I can
2: stand, I can swing a bat.
3: Chris Van Cleve, CBS News, Sunset Beach, California.
2: Thank you, Maybell. We end tonight with a salute to U.S. Marine Herschel Woodrow Williams, who died today in his home state of West Virginia. Woody Williams, as he was known, was the last living Medal of Honor recipient from World War II. As a young corporal, Williams went ahead of his unit during the Battle of Iwo Jima and destroyed a series of enemy gun positions. Williams went on to work for the Veterans Administration and has a medical center and a Navy ship named in his honor. Woody Williams was 98 years old. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey